0: A few weeks ago, I attended a meeting where we were discussing the movements that we want to have in 2020, the feminist movements, that are going to be impactful and that are definitely going to help women. So someone suggested, a male suggested that we have something called Sexy September. And I kept laughing. I just laughed at the idea because... I had a feeling they were going to suggest something very silly, but uh, they explained the idea, and it actually sounded really good. So basically, this person was talking about how, um, oh well, talking about how women have been slut shamed and have been made to feel like there's something wrong with them for owning their sexuality so this person suggested we come up with different hashtags and different movements and stuff and basically try and also help men who are dating women who've suffered sexual abuse and how to be better lovers and better partners and how to be more supportive and i like the idea i really did like the idea and for the last couple of weeks it's really really had me thinking And so this episode really isn't the go-to happy let me tell you about my sex life kind of episode more of um it's a more personal episode so basically this is just about me i wanted to include other women in it but then i didn't want to open up old wounds for them so basically this episode is about how You can reclaim your sexuality after being sexually abused. So if this might trigger you, um, I think it would be best you don't listen to it. I think like every person who's experienced sexual assault, I do not like talking about what happened. Um, So I'm just going to give like a really brief story, right? Um, I was asleep, drunk, I had like literally fallen asleep really drunk and so I was very drunk and I'm a lightweight and I literally woke up to someone raping me and they had actually been trying for I think some time. And I don't know why those moments where I was actually asleep because I thought my the entire time I thought it was someone I was seeing who was actually trying to have sex with me and I felt like I was just pushing them away saying I'm trying to sleep. Don't bother me. And it was actually a thief trying to rape me. So um, yeah. Um, like when I woke up it was just like a whole different story and i think the fact that at some point this person left and because i was like really in shock right i was really in shock just like lying there and wondering did this shit just happen did this shit just happen because i think before that the first time i'd ever experienced sexual assault was when i was i think five or six but it had been such a very long time and experiences just become very blurry so I I guess it was different then and I was older so yeah like I was just literally sitting there and I kid you not 10 minutes later this idiot came back to rape me again and that's just another story so um it took like I think a while for me to try and get back into sex so I'm probably going to cry a lot during this episode so uh, but don't worry I I am a very silent crier so you probably won't hear me you probably notice it but you won't hear me I can cry um, so yeah after, You see, the thing is, before the incident, I was very sexual. I was literally living my best whole life. I was having amazing sex. I was exploring. I was having fun. I was young. I was dating different men. You know, I would literally go to the club with one man, let him drop me off at another man's house. And have sex with a man. It was just... I'd kiss, like, a guy at the club and kiss another one and end up with another guy. I was just young and very free. I would go to the club, drink anything I wanted. And there was just, like, this freedom, right? And so this incident happened. And it felt like... It felt like there was a look on my life, you know? It was... I don't know, it it felt like my freedom had been stolen, my innocence in a way. Like, you're, you're a feminist, you're a woman, so there's like a lot of shit that you already know you should be aware of, even before any of this happens, and then when it does happen, it's just, it intensifies everything, you know? It makes it a hundred times more or worse so um, I think I, I stopped dating guys I literally stopped talking to other guys I used to talk to because I just couldn't I felt disgusted by men I couldn't stand men touching me not even my own relatives I think I only had like one uncle who was like I think my safe space or something so I think he was the only one I allowed to like come anywhere near me with strange men it took a while like it literally took me close to a month to actually leave the gate because I couldn't I just really really couldn't I by like I think the furthest I could ever be out it was probably the nearest mall by my place, but other than that, I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to be out when it was late. And I just wanted to be around, I think, family and friends. So you can imagine my dating life was very, very limited. Um, So I think after a month or two, I decided to like get better. I think a month and a half. I had friends are very, very, very supportive friends. And just this community of, like, and feminists who were just, like, there for me and were willing to help me in whatever way was, like, really helpful. So I think, um, what was the first event I went to? I can't remember. Um, I think, I really can't remember. I think probably was at a friend... No, it was, I think, um... Zamfest, yeah, Zamfest was probably the first event I went to that I felt safe and I I had all my female friends and everything and my plan was like 6pm I'm out of there and I think it was close to 7, that was the time I was leaving and then I met a lot of guys, you know, and I think I was, I won't lie and say my body was going back to that situation where I wanted to have sex again. Because I wanted to know this thing of where I thought I had been robbed of choice, of freedom, of security. And I was so desperate to get it back. I really, really wanted it back. So um, I think at that event, I met like a few guys. A few guys who asked me out for dates. And I went for a few. And I think I was eliminating whoever didn't feel safe, you know. And so, I started talking to this guy who I had known for a bit and I knew he had this huge crush on me. And he seemed really, really, really nice. And he seemed sweet and caring. And I was always for like, the guys I'm just like going to fuck for like one night and never want to see. Or maybe fuck for a few weeks and just know it's just fucking and I never want anything more. And this person, I think, wanted a relationship, wanted more. And I had never done that. Okay, I had, but like as an adult, I had never really done that because I was on my whole girl shit. But at that point I wanted some I want, I wanted security so bad. I wanted safety. And he seemed so safe and so nice. And so I said hang out with him and it was sweet and very slow. And I didn't lie to him. I told him shit had happened and If it ever came to a point that we're going to have sex, I didn't know how I was going to react because it would be the first time I was having sex after the event. And that was something. So this guy agreed. He was like, he was very caring. Like I said, he was very caring. He was like, oh, no, I definitely understand. I'm going to be slow and patient with you. And I liked that. And I liked that the um, idea that he was safe, that it was all safe and he was understanding, made me like him more. And made me realize that, okay, maybe I could have sex with this person. So I was seeing this person for, I think, maybe, I don't know how long, but it wasn't very long, just like a couple of months and stuff. And so this person wanted a relationship and... I honestly, at that point, just wanted to feel secure, so I wasn't sure if I wanted a relationship, and this person wanted like long-term kind of relationship. Does, you know how when men are in their mid, late twenties and they suddenly feel this urge, like they're in this competition that they must be in a serious relationship, they must get engaged, get married, have kids, and that was what I think was going on with him. And I, I was feeling rushed to some point. I was like, I don't even know if I want to be in a relationship. Okay? I This just happened to me. All I know is that I want something. And so let's see how it goes. Let's see how the wind blows. Which I know is a very fuck girl of me. But at that point, it wasn't really me being a fuck girl. It was just me being... Just slowly trying to... How can I explain this? When sexual assault happens you're no longer the same person so you're trying desperately to go back to being the person that you were without realizing that you can never be that person so you have to kind of relearn yourself you have to become this new person and I didn't understand that and I was so desperate to go back to the old me and so I started to think okay maybe I could be in a relationship with this guy maybe I could give it a shot and I, I will be very very honest he was a sweet nice guy but definitely not my type. Uh, but I was like, you yeah, know, I'm gonna go for it. I'm just like, what do I, what's even my type? So I'm just gonna go for it and stuff. And so um, the first time we tried to have sex, um, it's all good. It gives me a head. It's great. Good. Not the best, but okay. I was like, oh, it's obviously like, I think I was back in that stage. I was like, oh, if it's not so good the first time, it's gonna be good the next time. And it wasn't bad. I mean, I've had really bad head, but it wasn't bad. It was, like, below average. So, um, we we go over to, I think we started in the living room, so we moved to the room, and it's dark. And he's trying to have sex with me, and I'm just, like, back to where I was months ago. And it's not him on top of me, it's that person I woke up to and I freaked out. I was shivering, I just wanted to throw up, I wanted to die. And I stopped him. And yeah, like I stopped him and um, went out, with. we actually attended like an event when it was happening. So I went back to where Evan was, and I was trying to like be safe, be calm. Said having a conversation with different people, and he was out doing something, and so he's taking me home, and he's like really quiet, and now I'm there like feeling like shit, right? And I'm thinking I should apologize. You know, it's my fault. What have I put this person in? And. I kid you not like literally i think he drops me off home then the entire week starts acting like really funny and i don't get it and so like a week later i having a conversation and he tells me something it's like yeah just like the last time we tried to have sex it just hit me hard that um oh before okay it just hit me hard that uh you you're just going through it shit and so there was a part of me that was mad i was like But I fucking explained this to you that shit had happened and I didn't know how I was going to react. And so, and to make that worse is that the entire fucking week I had been having nightmares. Like they were just back. Nightmares I thought I was done with just came back. I was literally waking up. Not even, they were worse this time. Because I was just, I just kept having these dreams that this person had followed me to my home And kept trying to rape me and rape me. And every night. And so here's this person I'm starting to like. And they're saying this shit. This is this person who's been trying to push this whole relationship thing. This whole whatever. And I was mad. I was really, really mad. And um, that, that shit ended. And yeah. When this happened, I won't lie. I was mad. I was very, very mad. He was this person who had said they liked me. They wanted to have more with me. And they went and acted like a complete dickhead. And it messed with me. It really did mess with me. You know, I was dealing with what had happened. Trying desperately to go back to being the old me. Slowly trying to convince myself that I needed to be in a relationship and I needed, like, safety. And here's this person who was supposed to be like my safety blanket. And they acted like a complete dickhead. I was mad. And you know how when situations happen, you try to be the bigger person? I don't know. You just try. There's just this bullshit that comes over where you try to put the blame on yourself. Or you make excuses for people. God knows I made excuses. It's just like, no, uh, not everyone is used to treating know not everyone is like has dated someone who's been sexually assaulted and so it's kind of like difficult for them but you know that's bullshit the one thing i've learned it's like it's really it's not hard to be nice or kind to people you don't have to be an asshole and the person i'm dating now right even though this whole shit happened a long time ago some okay not a long time ago um i think two years now Two, three, two, uh, Matujong, whichever it is. Um, the person, when this person found out what had happened, even before we even got together, they were very kind, you know, very careful in not trying to harm me or trigger me. And it's just that there are people who are complete assholes and people who are really nice people. And so, Anyway, when that whole incident happened, I was, I was like desperate now, really desperate to try and get back to my sexuality, you know, to really, really, really try to get back to my sexuality. So I traveled out of town, went out to party and get on my whole girl ish shit. And it was so fucking bad because this was the first time I was going to a club and I kept getting triggered because people kept trying to touch me. And you know how aggressive men are. And I feel men should really stop this. The people you're touching have faced so much fucking trauma. And you're just there touching, feeling like you're so fucking entitled to their bodies. Without knowing what it is that you're causing. And so, even with drinks. I couldn't drink any drink. I I didn't even want a waitress. I'd literally go to the bar to go and look at the drink that they're that's being made for me. I would get back home. I was at my aunt's place when I was out of town. I'd get back home, and I'd literally pray and say, Thank God I didn't get raped tonight. And I'd wake up in the morning and say, Thank God I didn't get raped. I didn't like the idea of boys touching me, kissing me, anything. And I was like, fuck it, it's not working here. Let me just go back home and I went back home I was I think very high on alcohol because I studied this was like also the first time I I was drinking after the whole incident so I was really really drinking a lot because I think maybe I was trying to numb myself I I really don't know I I missed alcohol I'm not really sure so I was drinking a lot and I was going to club meeting really sweet guys I said uh, the second incident when we trying to have sex, I hooked up with um, someone I had hooked up with before, and he was nicer about it. But the moment the lights went off, it was dark and I was so fucking scared. I said shivering again. I was just like back to that place, and I asked him to stop. And he was really nice about it. He was like, "I'm really sorry," and we stopped and we talked. And I think he took me back home. But I was just like, no, I don't want this to happen to me. I, I want my sexuality back. I really, really want my sexuality back. So the next day, I was back in the club, partying. Because I just wanted, I really, really desperately wanted to go back to being old me. And I was like, fuck it, I'll try a one-night stand. Try to one-night stand, I just couldn't. I think I was like shivering. It was just bad. Until this guy I met once in the club and we're supposed to have a date. We did have a date and we ended up having sex at his place. This was the first time I actually did end up having sex. And I think what made this time different was this was a stranger, right? This wasn't in the night. So it was during the day. So I knew all the... Those are the safety places where I needed need to run to in case shit happened. And believe it or not, there's there's something about music that heals you. And he kept playing her. And it was, I think the only song I had heard of her at the time was Focus. And he played her entire album. That it was easy and nice for me. And we had sex. I didn't enjoy the sex I don't know if it was because he was bad at it or I just wasn't into it I was just trying to prove that I could have sex and we did have sex and at that moment I wanted to call the first guy and let him know I'm like fucking asshole I can't have sex so fuck you but clearly I didn't always praise God but yeah I had sex with him Like I said, there's something about music that heals you. I think, I don't know, maybe i always love her for this. Because after I left his place, I kept playing her. Every single day, I would play her. And I think I broke down just immediately after the sex happened. And it's, I think what made me cry was I was forcing myself to heal. I, w- I didn't give myself time, you know. I should have given myself time. I shouldn't have been in a rush. And I definitely shouldn't have tried a relationship. I hadn't healed yet. There was still so much shit going on. And what I didn't deserve what happened I didn't even they shouldn't even have been a healing but shit had happened and I needed to heal I needed to do better and I wasn't ready to like talk to a professional I did not want to talk about all of that and I realized what I had been doing instead of dealing with my shit I was blocking my mind I was trying to distract myself and trying to force myself to have sex in a way to reclaim my body and my body kept on refusing you know telling me we're not ready we're not ready and so I decided I was like okay cool we're not gonna have sex we are just gonna heal we're going to like start from scratch you know try and be better heal this is like me and my body basically <laughs> trying to heal my mind I really wanted to feel better and I said to read stuff I spent more time I said working a lot with my kids at the orphanage and I swear those kids healed me I would would, every spare moment I was with those kids and I'd feel so much better and because one of our programs the sister sister is basically a sexual assault program and teaching about rape culture and I would do with issues where there were girls who were getting raped and it was bad it was really really bad because it would get very emotional and hard for me and I'd literally get back home and cry but it was good I was healing I said read books I read the nowhere goes a lot. I just started to feel free. I I couldn't even masturbate. I didn't I didn't want to honestly. It took a long time for me to actually masturbate. And yeah. Then I, I tried going out on a few dates and trying to have sex with other guys, but then every time I didn't feel like it I'd always stop. Because I remembered that I wasn't ready, and I wasn't going to force myself. Until, um, after some time, I started to feel better. I started to feel safe, more in control of my life, and I did start having sex again. And I swear, not once did I ever think of that person, that incident during sex. I could have sex when it was off. The lights are off. The During the day, whatever it was, I could be in any position and it would be about me, about my body, about how I was feeling. And it wasn't about what had happened. And I finally felt like I was doing better, you know. And, yeah. I don't have the answers on how you can get better but I can only tell you what worked for me and that's time don't rush yourself you know don't, don't try and prove anything to anyone else your first priority must always be you just take your time you don't deserve what happened to you no one does and no one should ever blame you so just take all the time in the world that you need to heal once you're ready once your mind is ready you will know and if you freak out the first few times it's okay it's definitely okay there's nothing wrong with you it's okay there'll be a time where you won't freak out there'll be times you will never freak out and sex is just going to be extremely enjoyable your mind is going to grow stronger and it's going to protect you and it's going to remind you how great sex is, and if you've never had great sex before and your first experience was rape, there is great sex. And first of all, rape isn't sex. So yeah, you're going to get better, but be kind to yourself, you know. Ah, uh, one of my favorite songs is "Ginger Me" by Solmi. And whenever I listen to that song, it kind of reminds me of a poem from Questions of Ada, which is literally, I think it's literally Questions for Ada, the poem. Um, So, be kind, be slow with yourself, like love yourself. Remind yourself, like ginger yourself. Romance yourself. Just take time to just remember who you are, you know. With time, you will get better. And make sure... Your sexual partners are people who understand what you've been through, who will not be assholes and make you feel like there's something wrong with you because there's nothing wrong with you. You just need time. Okay? It has nothing to do with you. It's just your mind and your body need to get better. And it's okay. It's definitely okay. Um, go to therapy. Don't do what I did. Really go to therapy. Read books that like, heal you. Um, I read books like, The Nowhere Girls. Which was like, really really great. Um, I read books, like, Questions for Ada. And, I recently, this is like, my first read of the year. And, um, you could it's like um the title of the book is broken powder by walea chelsea musenge and it's this very beautiful poetry book about heartbreak depression failure and i think one one thing people don't understand like rape rape is very heartbreaking you know like you're going through heartbreak the worst kind of heartbreak and you need time to heal and I know what poetry does I know it healed me and I believe it could heal you so you could read this book Um, I think it's really great I just read it the other day and the thing I really love about it is that it's very honest you know it's There's like so much honesty that the author portrays, there's so much soul in it. She's not trying to be like anyone else, she's just literally herself and her books will make you heal. They'll make you question a lot, they'll make you rethink so many bad decisions that you've made. But they also teach you that you are deserving of love and deserving of kindness.